Welcome to Inside Pediatrics, a podcast brought to you by Children's Hospital of Alabama in Birmingham. I'm Conan Gasquit. Today you'll hear from two pediatricians at Pediatrics East, a children's primary care practice in Trussville, Alabama. In a recent Zoom meeting with Dr. Gigi Youngblood and Dr. Paley Song, we discussed the Delta variant, the importance of getting vaccinated, and back-to-school advice for parents. Here's my interview with Dr. Youngblood and Dr. Song. Dr. Gigi Youngblood, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm a general pediatrician out in Trustful at Pediatrics East, and I have an 11-year-old daughter and an 8-year-old son, and we're going to talk a lot about stuff that affects them. And also Dr. Paley Song. Uh, doctor, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, tell us uh, tell us about yourself a little bit. I'm also a general pediatrician uh, out in Trustful as well with uh, Dr. Youngblood, and I both practice together at Pediatrics East. Uh, I, too, as well, have two young children. I've got a 12-year-old and a almost 10-year-old. So one of the big topics uh, that a lot of people have been talking about lately, the Delta variant. Uh, it, it's something that, you know, a lot of people are asking questions about. And one of those questions is how it's different from some of the other variants that we've seen uh, beforehand uh, in this process. Dr. Youngblood, tell me a little bit about what you kind of observed from the Delta variant. So, you know, we're still learning. I mean, we're just in constant flux in terms of what we know. Um, But what we're seeing is that this does appear to be different in the way that it affects um, children um, and and young adults as well. So um, one of the one of my best sources of information is my colleagues in Missouri and Arkansas, Texas, Mississippi, um, places that have been harder hit by Delta. And they are telling me that they are definitely seeing more um, hospital admissions this round um, of COVID than in previous um, waves or surges of COVID around the country. Um, Particularly, I'm I'm talking about my pediatric colleagues. So their hospitals are more full than what we've seen. And and as a pediatrician, for me, that's very concerning. And I think that um, everybody needs to be aware of that and needs to be making decisions not based on what we did, you know, last summer, last winter, but realizing that, you know, we might be dealing with um, sort of a different beast from a pediatric standpoint. And I know there's been also some talk about uh, how, you know, some of the previous variants, we didn't hear as much about them in children, but perhaps the Delta variant might spread more quickly in children. Dr. Song, is that, is that an accurate assessment of, to, to your knowledge? That's what we are afraid of right now. Again, we, we're still learning about this variant, but it does appear to be more contagious, easily spreadable, have more virus particles. And uh, when you do get infected, which uh, a lot of times can lead to more transmission. And, and so, like I said, we were still learning about, it, especially in kids, but this is one where we've actually started uh, or across the country. We've really worried about, about children when previously, while kids were getting sick with it, it was not nearly as much as the adults. And um, But this one, it does appear to be affecting children more and uh, young adults as well. So that includes parents and stuff. So this is still relevant to parents and stuff too, because, you know, if a caregiver gets lost, a parent is lost to COVID um, or has to be hospitalized for COVID, that affects children, of course. And so you know, our message is, is not just about children today, it's gonna to be about adults as well because these are these are our parents. And obviously the start of school uh, is not that far away. Uh, parents have a lot to think about right now 
Dr. Youngblood, what are some of the things that you want parents to know about COVID-19 as students prepare uh, for in-person classes this year? Just reiterating, reiterating what I said earlier, um, I don't think that we can um, make the same assumptions about this that we made last year. I think we need to be realizing that we might be dealing with, um, you know, a different version of this um, disease. So I want parents to realize that um, every parent needs a plan. Your school needs a plan. Winging it is not, in my opinion, counting as a plan, hoping for the best. That's not a plan I would choose. That's not one I want, um, you know, educators, um, administrators to choose for my children. So I think we need a plan based on evidence-based guidelines. Um, the CDC and the AAP have been giving us really excellent guidance. It's changing. And I know that can be frustrating when you are a decision maker. And it's frustrating when you're a parent, but um, it's changing because the landscape of COVID is changing. The virus is changing. And so, you know, we, we have to be willing to be flexible and um, to pivot into a direction that's going to keep our kids safe. Dr. Song, how important is it for parents uh, as we get closer to the start of school to really do research and, and pay attention to the information that is out there um, about how to keep their kids safe? Oh, it's very important because I think, unfortunately, a lot of the school systems here in Alabama are not going to be following guidelines. They're going to not be requiring masks in school as recommended by the CDC, by the uh, AAP and by lots of pediatricians across the country and in our state and in our city. And so it's important for parents to keep up with what's going on because unfortunately, a lot of the decisions being made in schools uh, and in our communities are politically motivated and science is science and, and it shouldn't be politically motivated. And, and we really need to be aware of what the data is showing what the recommendations of the people that are are uh, making the recommendations are, are are saying, and so parents need to be aware of just because my school says, oh, it's fine to not have masks in school, it may not actually be scientifically uh, appropriate not to send your kids to school with without a mask. And obviously, vaccinations are another big topic and, and a decision that some parents, uh, if they have kids of a certain age, uh, will have to make about whether or not they want their kids to get vaccinated. Dr. Youngblood, what would your advice be to parents uh, about making that decision? So in general, with very, very few exceptions, um, I really want my patients who are 12 years and not protected against this virus. And the vaccination is our best option. It's, it's the most effective option. Unfortunately, it's not an option for our younger patients, um, but you know, we're working on that. If a parent has specific concerns, um, you know, first of all, as pediatricians, we hear lots of concerns about vaccines. Uh, we understand that. It, it's scary to make decisions as a parent that will affect your children. Um, so I would really, really encourage parents to reach out and talk with their pediatrician if they are hesitant about the COVID-19 vaccine. But as a general statement, um, I would strongly support the vast, vast majority of children um, taking advantage of that opportunity to avoid you know, this terrible virus. Dr. Song, how much of a difference can vaccinations make in the way that this school year plays out and, and the health of uh, children across Alabama? 
Well, we do know vaccinations, while there are what we call or what the media is calling breakthrough cases uh, where the vaccine isn't preventing symptomatic disease, um, it is preventing hospitalizations. The vast majority of people being hospitalized are unvaccinated, as most people have probably heard already in, in the news. But that that is really important. The goal of the vaccinations to start with were to prevent hospitalization, to prevent serious illness. It was not necessarily to prevent symptomatic cases or mild cases. We were fortunate that the vaccine initially on was very good against preventing uh, symptomatic cases um, and uh, with the, the initial virus and, and with some of the uh, subsequent uh, variants. But this Delta seems to be breaking through the vaccine, but it still prevents you from getting really sick. And again, I stress that everybody needs to go out and get their vaccines 12 and above. We are seeing kids in the hospital uh, getting COVID. Um, we're seeing parents get, getting hospitalized. All those things can, can affect children now in the short term as well in the long term. Parent dies, again, if a parent dies with COVID, or has serious long-term effects from COVID that affects children. You mentioned the breakthrough uh, cases and, and that possibility, and I'll let both of you answer this. Um, <clears throat> because of that possibility, do you think it's important even for people who have been vaccinated to make sure that they're still wearing masks? I do. I, I think um, because there there can be some breakthrough cases, and when because of our vaccination rates are so low right now in our state, and as well as children under twelve can't be vaccinated. Um, if even if you're vaccinated, you have a mild illness, um, you are still able to pass it on to somebody else. You're able to pass it on to your younger kids. You're able to pass it on to your younger kids' neighbors in carpool. So it is still important for you to wear your mask uh, when you're around other people, especially indoors. Even if you are vaccinated, you really should be wearing a mask. Dr. Youngblood, what are your thoughts about uh, masking for people who are vaccinated? So I think it's been, you know, confusing um, if so much of the recommendations that have been made, um, there's a lot of nuance there. Um, and I think it's confusing when, you know, two months ago, the recommendations are, oh, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. Um, but what we just have to keep um, focusing on is that this is changing. And so the recommendations are going to change in real time. And they should. That's appropriate. So I think when people said last month, you said I didn't have to wear a, a mask if I were vaccinated. And now you're telling me you know, that I do. That's why. It's because the virus is changing. And if we don't change in response to that, it's going to be really, really bad. And so we have to stay on top of these things. And we really, really need um, our parents and our patients to be flexible, just like we're having to be flexible as we learn new things. And um, so the masking would definitely fall under that. But I understand it's confusing. And um, it does seem like, you know, everything's going back and forth and back and forth. And what do I believe today? And that's where you're trusted pediatrician, your trusted family doctor can be, play a really important role helping you sort all of this out. And there's so much bad information out there. So please be careful about your sources. And again, when in doubt, this is, this is what we do. This is bread and butter pediatrics. 
we want to prevent diseases. That's our favorite thing to do is not treat once they're sick, we like to prevent. That's, that's why I went into pediatrics. So I would love to talk to families if they have some confusion um, about all of this. Very important for parents to speak with their pediatricians, uh, like the two that we have here today. Once again, Dr. Gigi Youngblood and Dr. Paley Song. Thanks so much for your time and thanks to everyone for watching. That'll do it for our COVID-19 Zoom panel. Thanks for listening to Inside Pediatrics. More podcasts like this one can be found at childrensal.org forward slash inside pediatrics.